Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please visit our website, www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about today? And how can I take it, take my business to the next level? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Get out there. Right? What happens uh what happens to us every time we hear no? Oh man, that's <laughs> start ego. crying. That's a bruise to the ego, yeah. Yeah. Start crying just stop. Done. Just stop. No. No. Katie hears that a lot. <laughs> Poor Katie. No. No. Dumb dog. Yeah, but she's still around. She's a good dog. She's a good dog. Actually, I picked her up seven years ago today. Seven years ago. Seven years dude. ago today. Yep. Did you like? Did you see the little comment I posted on your Facebook on that? I saw it. I saw it. It was pretty great. <laughs> fat lazy dog. <laughs> the fat lazy dog. <laughs> she looks funny, dude. That dog looked. The kids actually thought that was Katie. That was funny. That's pretty. That's pretty terrible. But <laughs> like, people actually look at her and they're like, "Man, like your dog's fat," and I'm like, "But she's not though." Nah, she's like just, she's not. She's no. just she's she's. Thick, but like she's just built thick. Like yeah, she's just yeah, you don't you don't feed her scraps or all that stuff. No, so it's not no, like no, yeah, no. yeah. No, just, I feel I feel bad sometimes. I feel like I don't feed her enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a bad dog dad sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, but she's a good dog. She is. She's the best. All right. Anyways, let's get into our topic before we skirt off into some weird random stuff. That's well, not why people know, come I mean, to listen to us. No, you're right. But but it's kind of interesting because today's topic is how to overcome 27 no's and. I didn't necessarily pull this number out of nowhere. This did come from a conversation with an agent that I had earlier today. But, you know, I feel like one thing that I love about dogs, right, is they just don't stop. They don't care how many times you tell them no. They just keep, you know. Yeah, yeah. They'll keep coming back to you for they love. love you. They, they love you no matter what. Like, you could tell them no and kick them out of the house and, you know, no, you don't get food and no, you don't do this and no, 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 no. And it doesn't matter how many times you tell them, they're going to turn around and still want to lick your face. Yeah, they still love you for it. You know, and that's one of those relentless things that you need to pick up yourself, right? I mean, okay, we don't have 27 different types of no answers that we're looking for. The premise to this is we have an agent who had that question. Look, I made 27 calls and got no's every single time. Right. And I'm feeling discouraged. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? How do you pick yourself up from that? Because that's that's, that's kind of a floor, right? It is. I mean, but you got to understand, first of all, number one, it's not personal. It's just business. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not personal. It's just business. Even if you were picking up the phone and you got hung up on it's it's not about you. 
this this feeling that low that you're feeling the struggle that you're feeling this is your ego right this is this is that fear of oh obviously i suck at this or i'm never gonna get to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. nobody is buying nobody is interested right these are all things that you're manifesting in your own mind right you're you're there to be of service so let your get your ego out of the way those that's your ego's way of trying to stop you from it's, making phone calls. It's a defense mechanism. It's a defense right? mechanism. It's a, it's a defense mechanism. It, it literally happens in your own brain where your brain feels this pain. It's this, it, your ego is bruised and that's a pain that your brain feels and your brain says, you know what? We don't want to feel that pain anymore. So let's just stop all of this. Let's yeah. just stop with these phone calls because it hurts too much. And, and the funny thing is you start making up stories in your own head, right? You look at that next number and maybe you look at the area code and you're like, yeah, people in that area are probably not doing that right now. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, you know what? They're at that restaurant. It might be, you know, they've been in, in somewhere for a long time. They probably already have a good agent or, you right. know, in, on the real estate side, we get funny things like, you know, let's say you're calling expireds or for sale by owners and you look at a at a zip code and you're like, wow, that's a million dollar area. They probably well, they'll, they'll tell that and they can tell that I don't I've never sold a million dollar house before or, you know, whatever it is. You start making up these weird stories in your own head and you stop your prospecting because those weird stories all of a sudden become a reality. They become a truth when they're not. Mm-hmm. You made them a truth. Right. You built up this thing and then you stop after 27. When you could have done, the 28th call could have been the one that lands you the big deal. Yeah, I always love that, uh, what is it, the story of the, the miner who stopped three feet short of gold? Three feet. Three feet. Because you gave up. You gave it's up. Tough. You gave up a little too early, right? I mean, um, let's let's talk a little bit of football. So, Drew Brees this last uh, last night, right? Mm-hmm. All-time pass, passer, right? All time, all time passer, and you got to remember, like if, if you know, I'm a Charger fan, so Drew Brees was a Charger at one time. He was, and he was awesome on our team. We loved him, but he had a major shoulder injury, and so we had recently drafted a new quarterback, and we looked at Drew Brees, and we said, you know what? I understand you're injured. We're gonna have to let you go at this time, right? And he went off. He even went to other teams, like Miami, for example. Miami, he didn't. Passed the physical and they passed on him, mm-hmm. and the Saints picked them up and they took a big risk on him. It was and a big look risk. at him now, right? They got a Super Bowl. He's an all-time passer of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teams gave up on him too early. Right? First ballot Hall of Famer. Exactly. So that guy, that guy, the the teams had given up on that guy when he could have been the next, or he is the next Hall of Famer, right? He's yeah. a huge. He's a all-time pass passer in the nfl right that's a big he's, feat mind you he's only like 510 right he's not the tallest <laughs> quarterback in the league he runs no. around on his tiptoes and yep, he jumps yep. to throw the ball whatever but he gets the job done and you know that's something that we got to get past in our own egos right you never know when the next call is going to be that call right that's going to make the difference in your whole day you could have gone through 57 no's and you got that one yes that lands you the million dollar listing or that gets you that you know workers comp policy for you know i don't know four hundred thousand dollars in premium or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but you you you, every single no is just that much closer to the next yes right right so the and once you once you realize that once you're able to get your ego out of the way 
you can understand that your job in sales is to find the right time. Maybe those no's have different reasons for being no's, but your approach in sales is to start building a relationship with these people. Now, if you're in a quick little transactional where maybe you're you're peddling particular small objects, then yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to go through the no's and some of them are going to get yeses and that's not a relationship building type sales job, right? But when we're talking about, we're talking mainly like insurance or, or real estate agents here, this is a relationship oriented job, mm-hmm. right? And especially Especially when we're telling you to build uh, listing inventory or we're asking you to go through uh, focus on commercial policies, right? These are relationship oriented um, Absolutely. sales types jobs. So overcoming a no is, is mostly going to be one of the uh, couple different things that we're going to talk about here on why you get a no and what you can do to overcome them. So we're going to be focusing on generating these relationships so that you can build that return business, that uh, renewal business or the referral base. Yeah, well, this this point that you wrote here, your job is to find the right time, approach, and build a relationship. So it's it's not just a matter of finding the right time alone, and it's not a matter of finding the right approach alone, and it's not a matter of building the relationship alone. It's a matter of those three things working together, the right timing, the right approach, which is something that you'll learn after doing this for a while, mm-hmm. and building that relationship using your Ford script, using uh, your skills, your personality, your charm, whatever it is to actually have a, a lasting relationship with with your clients uh, to make sure that, that they trust you. Because right. all of these these types of sales that we're talking about and these types of industries that we're talking about it's built on trust. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what no means, right? So when you're picking up a phone and you're talking to a bunch of different prospects, what does no mean? So we got different kinds of no's. One no could be no, not at this exact moment in time, right? We have that no. We have no, I'm busy right now. Mm-hmm. And we have no, I don't know who you are. And we also have no, I'm already working with somebody. I already have an agent, mm-hmm. right? So let's break these down for you know for our audience here. So let's talk about the first one. Not at this exact moment, right? This is a no where it's more like I'm not in the buying window. They're not going to tell you I'm not in the buying window, but that's kind of where they're at, right? Right. Yeah, I need to do this, but it's not my time right now. I don't have time for that right now, mm-hmm. right? No, meaning I'm not in the buying window. And since they're not currently shopping, right, then they're not going to be interested in what it is that you that you're talking about yet. It doesn't matter what it is that you have. They're not, they know they have to buy it. They're just not interested in buying it right now. Right. Right. So they're not in that buying window. So if you're getting this kind of no, this is where the scripts come in handy, right? This is where you're, you're asking multiple questions when you're hearing, when you're talking to people, because if you can find out maybe that they're not in their buying window, this is your opportunity to focus on making that connection rather than closing the sale. If your call is specific just to closing the sale, then you're not going to be able to talk to this kind of no because they're not in the buying window. Right. But if you're focused on making the connection, if you understand that these people, if you don't, if you, if you're categorizing your leads into A, B and C leads, right? If you, if you're able to talk to these people, if if these people are cold, for example, if you're, you don't even know these yet, then focus your calls or focus your efforts on making a connection, right? Setting an appointment and it won't be an appointment that's, um, to close a sale. This is going to be an appointment like, Hey, let's have lunch. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Let's, this is a get to know you appointment because these people are going to buy at some point and you want to make sure you're building that relationship so that when they are ready to buy, it's time. It's it's your opportunity to succeed. Right. They're going to be calling you and you're going to know more about them. So you're going to be able to identify their buying window. So the phone calls, you want to focus on setting an appointment just like we did on any of our phone calls anyways when we're following up on leads mm-hmm. our focus on setting an appointment the other one is you might want to try to stop by or say hello right you don't exactly know what their buying window is and maybe they're not the type of people that want to be on the phone so if you stop by and say hello you might be able to build a relationship and you sometimes oftentimes especially when you're when you're dealing with uh larger industries or larger like in the insurance industry right you're dealing with with uh restaurants or or property management companies or whatever it is you have what's called a gatekeeper you have a a secretary somebody who's stopping you from talking to the decision maker mm-hmm. right and I was so gonna bring that up y- yep you might want to stop by and say hello and build a relationship with the secretary build a relationship with the gatekeeper the secretary has way more pool than you think right the secretary is the one who hey uh when the boss says hey we need to pull up the insurance documents we're up for renewal she's gonna pull up the insurance documents hey set the appointment with uh, our insurance guy so we can see if we can get this thing squared away she's gonna be the one who sets the appointment so if you're building the relationship with the secretary he or she it doesn't really matter right if you're building the relationship with the gatekeeper then you have a way in to be the person who's getting that decision made i was gonna say that one of the best things you can do with that uh, with that secretary is bring them lunch bring them a lunch bring them a coffee bring them you know whatever you can to build that relationship to make sure that when that time does come they want to buy insurance or uh, whatever their next venture is that you can help them with you're the first one on their, on their list because you continuously bring them some good eats exactly and and this is where where you have to you know your persistence comes in, right? You call them one time, you talk to the secretary and guess what? The boss is not available. You call another time, the secretary picks up again, the boss is not available. So you start to get to know who the secretary is. Make sure you write on your notes, the secretary's name. And then when you call again, you're like, Hey, and you address the secretary by name, right? Mm -hmm. Hey Carl, what's up, man? How's it going? It's me again. I'm calling about the insurance. Hey, yeah, they're not going to really remember you, but the fact that you mentioned their name is always a a good starting point. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're going to say, "Yeah, no, they're not in the window." All right, cool. Hey, man, I'm going to be in the area. What do you? you I'm going to stop by and bring some lunch. Is that cool? What do you like to eat? Right. Right. And just be a little, or or if it's not lunch, right? Hey, I'm going to be in the area. What kind of Starbucks coffee you like? And just start to get to know these people. Make those connections because those are big policies ultimately that you're looking at and looking at if you're an insurance agent, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a listing uh, agreement, you know that these people are in the market of they need to sell. This is a for sale by owner or this is a a um, an expired listing. Then hey, you know what? I'm gonna stop by. I take you know I tend to take my clients chocolates for Christmas or I'm taking pies to my favorite clients. I'm mm-hmm. gonna stop by. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite kind of pie? Right. This is where you start making that personal connection. So get out there and make these connections. So. Maybe this person is a no, not at this exact moment. And if you're persistent in your calls, you're not going to figure that out on the first call. It's not going to be the first no that you get through and understand that this person is not at this exact moment or that the person you're talking to is the gatekeeper or that you're going to build a relationship. It's going to take you three, four, five calls mm-hmm. to 
understand, okay, I'm never going to get to this person. I got to get through the secretary. All right, I need to understand who the secretary is. What's their name? All right, I'm going to call at a different time to see if there's maybe a different secretary or not, if the same person, right? So it's going to take a little persistence. You got to get through the nose. Make sure you keep good CRM. You're keeping good track of your notes so that you can understand what's going on with that particular um, with that particular client and then you can continuously progress in that forward direction so that's one kind of no you got any, anything else on that no before we no, 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 it's really one? good so far all right so our next kind of no is i'm busy right now right? this is a tough one this is a tough one but but you got to understand that you're picking up the phone and trying to talk to somebody during their life and you don't know what's going on in their life mm-hmm. at that particular it could just be a bad time to call again it's okay Take a note, make sure you do that, and try again another time. One question you can ask, right, is when would be a better time to contact you, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell you, you know what, I, I, I don't have time for that right now because something's going on. Their kid took a poop in a diaper and it's crawling up their back <laughs> or, or you know, they're, they're, they have a cop behind them and they're trying to not talk on the phone while they're in the car sure. or, or it could be anything, right? Or they're in they're their restaurant and it's rush super hour busy and right crazy now, busy. Right? I, I don't have time for this. Or they're about to jump on a plane and go on vacation for the weekend yeah. or whatever it is. They're busy right now. They don't have time to talk to you. Now, if you ask that question, when would be a better time to call? You might get an answer that says, you know what? It's best if you call me after 4 p.m. on Wednesdays. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now you got an, an avenue to start the conversation, with, right? Make sure that when you do call these ones, you're always focusing on, on making the appointment also, right? When would be a better time? To, oh, would it be better if we met in person could be another question that you're asking. Because yep. some people don't talk on the phone. That's not how they do, right? Um I remember before President Trump was President Trump, right? I, I read uh, I read one of his books, and he talks about how he hates using the phone. He'll pick up, he, you know, he'll yell at his uh, secretary like, hey, and I'll come in and do notes or whatever and make appointments, whatever, and he'll pick up the phone and he'll talk to people over the phone, but he doesn't want to talk to the secretary over the phone. It's just the way he his mm-hmm. MO is. You have people who do that, right? They don't want to talk on the phone. They prefer a text message or they prefer to meet in person mm-hmm. and hash things out. So I'm busy right now doesn't don't take it personal ask more questions right and if you're if they're busy right now think about this they have screaming kids in the background whatever and you call trying to talk to them about anything they don't have time for you no right even if you ask a question like when would be a better time anytime but now click it's not (laughs) personal right it's not about you something's going on in their life at that particular moment in time you're going to need to adjust Try again at another time, right? I guarantee you, if somebody had that, if you had that kind of no, like my kid just took a shit, bye. Right. Yep. First of all, it's a cool no, right? <laughs> we'll talk about cool no's a little bit later. But, but um, they're not going to remember that you even called ten seconds after they hang up. They, they got, got stuff they're dealing with, yeah. right? So it's not personal. They got they're other just, fires to put out. They got other fires to put out. It's not personal. They're just busy right now. Take note of that, right? maybe if you got an idea of what's going on right maybe you break a note of that and like hey i called a while back you know you you must have had a crazy day i hope everything turned out all right and that's a conversation started They're like oh yeah man that day was horrible i did this and this and that and now you got them talking right right so keep notes of these calls when you have a crazy note and you you understand what's going on and you're 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 relating to these people on a personal level. It'll make the no and understand that the no is not resentment towards you. It's just what's going on in their life. But you're able to relate to their life. That no becomes a valuable asset 
if you write it down and know what's going on in that person's life, oh man, sure. this person who's calling me took the time to ask me about that day that was tough. And trust me, people like to tell their tough stories. <laughs> yeah. Right? They like to talk about that time they got a flat tire and it was raining and it sucked and they had to wait for AAA for like an hour and a half and they missed their flight. Right? These are great stories. Every scar in your body is probably a great story. And you like to share the story. Looking at the scars. Right? So I'm busy right now could be an opportunity for you to connect with a client even if it's their lowest point in the day. Mm. So don't take, Ooh, good. don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as a good thing. Just re, you know, take your notes and then reschedule another time to call and remember that situation, right? For sure, yeah. And I love what, when when you're talking about the possibility of meeting in person. That could even potentially take some of the pressure off, where they're not trying to be on the phone with you and take a look and, and manage everything that's going on. If you can go and meet them where they are. You know, maybe it's easier for them to sit down with you for a few minutes, run back, take care of whatever they need to take care of, and then come right back to you while you sit there and patiently wait for them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And uh, so that's that's the other type of no. This is the I'm busy right now type no. So let's move into another no. How about I don't know who you are. Right. I don't even I don't even know you. I don't I don't care. Dude, I don't even know who you are. Click. Right. right. That is that that one kind of sucks, right? They won't exactly say that, but maybe they're like avoiding your calls or you know, they or it's just gonna be like, yeah, no, thank you, yeah, click, click, right? And that's okay, those are okay no's, also. Maybe you try to shift your approach on this one, right? If they're not, if, if every time you call, they're like, no, thank you, bye, click, right? Then maybe the phone call approach isn't gonna work for them. Maybe you try stopping by in person. Right? It might be a little bit different. People don't have time for calls of people they don't know. That's different. But if you stop by in person and, hey, you know, my name's Ron, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm a real estate agent here. You know, at least it's that first connection. And then maybe you handwrite a note or a mm-hmm. letter and say, hey, it was great meeting you. Thanks for giving me, you know, two minutes of your time. If you need anything, here's your, right. All it is is you're developing the connection so that they can put a name to a face. Right. That's all you're doing. You're getting you're giving them the opportunity to put a name to a face. And then maybe you drop by and you if, if it's a big uh, client or whatever, maybe you do a Christmas gift or Thanksgiving gift or something. And now in those few easy steps, you've canceled out the I don't know who you are anymore. Now they know exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. So when you do have them on your call list at a later date and you call, they're going to know who you are. And they're more likely to take your call. And then you're more likely to set an appointment. Does it work 100% of the time? No. But remember, you're in sales. Your objective is not just the one call. I don't know who you are. Click done. Right? You need to work this book of business the way you would work any other type of job. You need to progressively get to where you need to be the person that they know. And right now, they just don't know you. That no stems from they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So change that. Right? It only takes a little bit of effort, a little pop by in person, a little handwritten note, a little bit of you going out of your way to make them feel a little bit special. And now you're a person that they know. Do they know you intimately? Do they know your kids' names? Do you know their kids' names? No, you don't, you're don't. you not that far along yet. But you're getting past that first barrier of, I don't know who you are. Again, it goes down to those three things. It's finding the right time, finding the right approach, and building the relationship. It's those three things all working together that they'll know who you are, 
and they'll be expecting your call and then they'll be trusting you. And then they'll be trusting you. Now you have an opportunity to make the sale, right? But you've built a relationship going forward. All right. Let's uh, let's go to our last no and how to overcome this last no. This is the, I already have an agent or I already work with somebody or I already have a company, right? This is a different kind of no. And when you hear that, a lot of agents or a lot of salespeople would be like, oh, okay, well, sorry for wasting your time and that's it, right? But a, a prudent business person, they already have this this connection. They already understand that people do business with multiple businesses, they change, right? Right. And maybe uh, you're a real estate agent. Maybe you started off with Century 21 and then you moved to Remax and then you moved to Keller Williams for your own reasons, mm-hmm. right? Just like your clients might have worked with one real estate agent to buy their first house, a different agent to sell that house, and a different agent to buy the next house. They have their reasons, but they work with different people. So just because they already have a business uh, a business relationship with somebody doesn't mean that you can't be that other person that they work to next Mm -hmm. so always offer to be the second opinion right always offer to be the second opinion sometimes in like one of the approaches is you know oh you know what my 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 brother-in-law or my friend is our real estate agent and you know we're probably gonna end up working with him look chances are they probably will work with that person Mm -hmm. but you're still here to be of service so one of the things you might say is you know what hey sometimes business and friends or business and families they don't mix Right. So let me at least be your second opinion here. You know, that way, you know, here's the here's the issue. Right. Let's let's talk about insurance. For example, if you're talking to to your friend or your family about insurance, maybe that that uh, insurance agent might be afraid to tell you about other coverages or other uh, other things that might put you at risk because they, quote unquote, know you. And they know you're not going to pay that extra dollar, right? But you're falling, but what you're losing is you're missing out on the education of knowing what different coverages you might have or what risks you might be at putting yourself out because that person quote unquote knows you, they're not offering you that second opinion. Right. Or or even, even worse, because they think they know you and they think that they understand your situation better than you do, they make recommendations that may not even fit with what you actually want. Right. And so, you know, let me at least be that second opinion for you and, you know, share some stuff with you. And if you still want to do business with your friends and family, that's cool. But, you know, at the very least, you have a second opinion. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm here to help you. And if you have any friends or family that might, you know, benefit from this advice, you know, you can send them my way. Right. Right. So you're building these relationships. You you might remember you're here to be of service to other people. So at least share your knowledge with them. Mm -hmm. You might not go out and, you know, do a full on quote and all this stuff, but, but at least share the, you know, share what it is that they have. If you're in insurance, go over their coverages with them. Explain these things to them. If you're in taxes, go over their 1040, explain how the process works. If you're in real estate, share the comps and why you think things are changing. They still might not do business with you, but they'll think of you highly because they know that you know that you're still not going to do business and you're still willing to help them. For sure. And I mean, we're going to provide uh, anybody who signs up with our coaching with, you know, a bunch of different books. And we give you a lot of this information, calling scripts, treasure maps, et cetera, and so on. Just a quick little preview on one of our calling scripts. We always use this. If I can provide a quote for you that meets your needs at a better price, would you be willing to place your business with me? Right. Sometimes it does come down to price 
And you know what, brother-in-law, friend or whatever, dude, I know your insurance, but I can't afford the extra 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. I'm going to have to go with this one. Sure. Right? Or secondly, if they're like, look, no matter what price you give me, I'm going to stick to this family person, right? Yeah. Hey, I appreciate your loyalty. You know, I hope that that the service I provide inspires that kind of loyalty from my clients as well. If I'm not able to earn your business, who do you know that might benefit from the high level of service that I provide? Right. See that? So you're you're you you compliment them but you continue to move the game forward, right? You're still in sales, you're still here to be of service. And these are just some of the the types of lines in our scripts that are there to help help people out, right? So if you want to be part of the Money Coaching Club, that's more on the insurance side. We got scripts that can help you on that side, uh, help you become better insurance agents and sell more stuff. And if you want to do on the real estate side, we have the Harris Certified Coaching Calls that you can get on. And if you do get a free coaching call for being uh, for the real estate side, we are going to give you six free books, 25 Surefire Lead Generators or the Real Estate Treasure Map, where you can build your business plan for real estate and figure out your magic number how much listing how many listings you need to meet or exceed your goals all right i'm gonna finish this up here we're gonna talk a little bit about making no a game or making no fun so we already talked about the different ways to overcome some of the different types of no's that you're gonna hear and this this little no game is kind of like a a little way to just kind of keep you going right so when you get to 27 you're gonna want to go to 28 and and so i got i got two different ways that i think can make this a little bit fun uh, one of them is how many no's can you get in a row, right? So play a little game with yourself. Let's see how many no's I can get in a row. Start shooting, following your scripts, you know, using your internalized scripts, following the outline that we have for you, but understand that you're tallying up the no's so you can, you know, see how many you get in a row because now you're trying to keep a, a no record, you know, it's a kind of a weird reverse psychology thing, mm-hmm. right? But uh, think of it like this. There's sometimes where I'm in a hurry and I need to hit every green light. And what happens? You hit every red I light. Hit every red light. Or the other way, right? I want to send a text message, so I want to get to a red light so I can send a text message. And I can't seem to get a stupid red light. Every <laughs> single light turns green, right? So it's kind of a mentality thing. If you're sh- if you're trying to keep track of how many no's you can get in a row, see how many no's you can get. Maybe it's five no's in a row. Maybe it's seven no's in a row. But guess what happens? When you mess up and you don't get a no... That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Right. And, you know, on top of that is you could even be rewarding yourself, right? We have used our quarter system to train ourselves not to say um and okay. Yeah. Train yourself or use the quarter system to maybe buy yourself an ice cream at the end of a long day. You know what? I made I made 50 calls today. How much is that in quarters, right? It's like 12 bucks. Right. And use a, use a method to help you get through the no's, right? Um, the other one is keep track of your best no, right? So maybe, you know, you, you get no's all the time. Like, oh, no, thank you. Click, oh, no, thank you. But sometimes you get, stop calling me, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, so, right, you get all kinds of weird stuff or somebody's like yelling in the background or whatever. Keep track of these no's and write them down. Those are some fun no's. Right. And hop on our Facebook page at see us first, um, you know, or or on Twitter at business bros pod and share those no's with us. I think those would be cool. No stories to share. And trust me, every single salesperson, insurance or real estate, taxes or whatever, they all have great no stories. And you you will be amongst, you know, you'd be preaching to the choir here. Everybody can share on their cool no's, no stories that they got. And you keep pushing forward because every time you get a no, you're that much closer to getting a yes. 
right? So remember, fourth quarter's here. Take action. If you need help, you need get you need help getting these scripts. You want to get maybe uh, some accountability partners or whatever it is. Go to our website, csfirst.com. Get your coaching call and get yourself in the situation where you can get past these no's. I don't want to take no for an answer. Get your butt on a keyboard, on your phone, sign up for a coaching call. Get on there today. That's all I got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.